We're in a goofy mood. I'm in a really goofy mood. I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, I think we decided it's because um, you're not in as much pain <laughs> yeah. from your tooth trying to rip through your gum. It's going to shred through. I don't know what's going to happen here. I think there's space in my mouth for it, but I don't know. Um, to be clear, Dave has a wisdom teeth, a wisdom teeth, a wisdom tooth coming in. A, a wisdom teeth. A wisdom teeth. Yeah. It's growing in at the right edge of the bottom jaw in my mouth, and I can feel it is opening the gums and it hurts. But it's coming up straight. Like, it's not coming in at is. an angle. No, it's coming out the top of the gum where a tooth should be. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not like growing straight forward or like. Well, it's not anything. like impacted like mine were because there wasn't enough room in my mouth. We all saw right, but we, what I'm afraid of is it's actually going to be like uh, an inch and a half tall, and I won't be able to shut my mouth. Why would your tooth be an inch just, and a half I'm, tall? I'm just messing with you. I don't know what I'm afraid of. It's just I've ne- I haven't had a tooth grow in since I was well. Yeah. Since I was quite low. <laughs> it is it is scary. <clears throat> yeah. It's like it it's like infantilizing. You just go back to being like eh, like poking it with your tongue like a little kid. Well, it hurts. I mean, we don't remember when our baby teeth first grew in because mm-hmm. we were too little to have memories yet. But And then your adult I mean, teeth when you've they come witnessed, in you do that. Yeah. You know You've witnessed it like I don't know. Yeah, I've blanked out all the pain of that. I mean, I don't remember that much about it. I do remember and starting around then and maybe ever since, I have dreams where all my teeth fall out. Supposedly, that yeah, is supposed that to mean like, yeah, like you feel like you're not in control of your life. Which makes sense, because if I didn't have any teeth, I would feel pretty not in control of my life. Yeah, well, the concept is <laughs> teeth are like an item of permanence. Yeah. And losing them and, and they're also like, feels your bo- like one of your body's yeah. only tools. True. You know, it's like and one of the feel only feel defenseless. Th- yeah. Off kilter. This has been Dream Talk with yeah. Dave and Christy. <laughs> Dream Talk. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like it almost needs its, its own our, little saxophone it's intro. It's our show within a show. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy sax man walks in. Ladies and gentlemen, sexy sax man Sergio Flores. Ah, oh, Sergio Flores. Um, so it is uh, December thirteenth. Uh, we are. I would. I would dare to say. I would be so bold and brave as to say, it's about halfway through December. Yeah. Controversial opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruffle any feathers, but like thirteen. I'm ruffled. Before you know it, fifteen. That's like the halfway point. Yeah, I'm ruffled. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ruffle you. I I got a tooth today. <clears throat> yeah, you got a tooth. I I have a <laughs> new. We're talking a lot about teeth. Well, it's important. It is important, but I got a permanent toothy. Yeah, no I've more robo been, tooth. Yeah, I've been walking around with a little bionic tooth. So they've been calling it because it yeah. was just it was just the implant part that looks like the bottom end of a screw yeah it yeah it did it looked like sort of like a yeah just a screw it looks like it looks like a screw was just hanging out of my gums it was so awful and i had a little like fake toothy to put in but i got sick of wearing it because i didn't like 
It was uncomfortable and it made me lisp and I didn't like it. And yeah. I just got used to going without it for the past week or so. so. I think we talked about it a little bit when you started to get it uh, on yeah. the show. Just being like, it, it, I feel like it's making me cock funny. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just ended up going without it for a while. And so when they put the permanent tooth in Mm -hmm. he was like bite down how's that feel i'm like it feels weird to have a tooth there (laughs) Uh, now did a dentist put in it or a mechanic both oh really he's a certified mechanic and a certified dentist that's really really cool actually so did he have like the white coat but like oil stained pants or how did that work he has a white coat, but it's actually, it's more like a shirt, and it has a patch with his name embroidered on oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little bit of a business cash kind of situation. Underneath that, he has a tool belt. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like naked with Just that white shirt belt. and a tool belt. Dress shoes. <laughs> Well, this doesn't make me uncomfortable at all to imagine. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> all right, just relax. He's I'm just really, going to get in your mouth for a second. <laughs> really great bedside manner. Do you remember, we we watched Moving Violations together at one point. Do you remember when the lady goes in for, um, she thinks she's going to a doctor for a checkup, but she actually goes to a mechanic, and there's been a miscommunication. Like, he thinks... They're talking about her car having problems, but they're talking about her having problems. And so she goes in and gets naked and sits on top of the car jack and they like jack her up. And she's like naked in a garage surrounded by cars, realizing that she's misunderstood the situation. It's a great comedic moment. Yeah. That's so wacky. Oh, that's a movie that is really hard to find. Yeah. You you can find it. Doesn't it star on the a, internet? A, 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 an an Ackroyd or something, but not the <laughs> Bill one you're Murray's of? brother. Oh, a, a Murray, but not the Murray you're thinking of. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like one of the only things he's done. Yeah. But <sighs> it's I grew up watching that movie with my brothers, and yeah, it's so stupid. It too, yeah, you can't buy it. Like I, you can't buy it new anyway. I don't think they ever made it on DVD, actually. Oh, really? We should, we should rip this to my Plex library before it's gone to yeah, history. Yeah, it was... I love the movie, probably mostly because I have a lot of, like, just memories yeah. of watching it. Any movie you have when you're young, and in those days when you had a VCR, and right. you just rewind and hit play again. Yeah. Those movies you watched a hundred times. That and the Weird Al movie. The UHF? UHF. Did you really? Did, was that one of your movies? That was one of our movies. <laughs> UHF, sweet. Moving Violations. Those are a couple that, like, I put them in the same category in my head because it was around the same time that we would watch them endlessly. Yeah. And then if I was at my grandma's house, we watched a lot of The Witches. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Like, all year. You gotta talk to Jordan about this. She's obsessed with Hocus Pocus. I, I need to rewatch a movie. I haven't watched it in a long time. But I used to watch it all the time at my grandma's house. Yeah. And Death Becomes Her. Which is, like, a really weird movie for, like, ten-year-olds to watch. But... I never saw it. Oh, we have to watch that. I'm assuming um, that she became Death or the other way around by the end. Yes. Scary. Um... 
Oh god, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name? The we just watched Die Hard. Jack Klugman. No. Jack Klugman. We just watched Die Hard. Oh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is in it. <laughs> and he plays like a nerdy scientist type and it's so weird. Hmm. But he's super young. Interesting. Um it's a great movie. It's a bizarre movie. It is not appropriate for children. <laughs> But we watched it all the time. Yeah, and I, yeah. Also, Mrs. Doubtfire was another one we watched a lot. Man. Basically, you just went to Grandma and Grandpa's house. They had a cold Kit Kat for you in the fridge. Also, some kind of soda pop. Yeah. And you plopped yourself down. Sometimes we colored, and sometimes we watched inappropriate films. <laughs> you know what? It's just jogged my memory about something. And since I know my dad is probably listening to this, I'm going to shout out my dad right now. What's up, Pops? Hi, Papa Jogs. I wonder if he will remember this story. I remember when we were younger, Nightmare uh, Before Christmas, when it came out. Mm-hmm. I believe we rented it shortly after uh, it came to, to you know VHS. Yeah. We watched it. As a family on VHS, I think within the first 10 minutes, I was screaming and scared, and they had to stop the movie. <laughs> How old were you? <laughs> Too old to be scared by this. Yeah. In my memory, I was terrified, though. Something about this, just the Tim Burton aesthetic yeah. freaked me out. And I'm I pretty don't sure remember I was, being scared by it. Or maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. I just had nightmares that night. I, I guess I don't remember. You know, Pops, if you remember, tell me. Because I have no <laughs> idea what happened. But I think I was real scared. I used to be... What was it that I was afraid of? I think it was Beetlejuice that freaked me out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't like Beetlejuice. Like, I liked Beetlejuice, but I didn't like Beetlejuice. Because yeah. it was creepy. It was really creepy. And those... And Those he, horrifying... Remember the elongated face thing? Yeah. And Beetlejuice is just... Disgusting. Yeah, it was. He's just gross. <laughs> yeah. Played expertly by Michael Keaton. Yeah. You can't out Keaton Keaton. I'll you tell you can't. what. He's, he's the only, he's the Keatonist. <laughs> that ain't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, I, it is. Maybe, maybe we should move along. <laughs> yeah. You want to you wanna move along here and... Uh, I would gosh, like it's, to hear it, it's time. News. It's time for the news quiz. Oh, yeah. Um, this uh, this being our 16th episode, and you are no longer, by the way, on a losing streak. I think you might have got the last two. I can't remember. I don't think I got the last one. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, you've, you've got some victories on the board, so. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull up. Oh, wait a minute. Where is it? Okay, there it is. My Google Doc was out of date. So let me pull up here. The news quiz. Are you ready to play the news quiz? Two false stories, one true story. You have to guess the true story. Are you ready? Uh-huh. All right. Hold on to your butts. I'm going to do it. Okay. Number one. I'm holding on to both of my butts. Wow. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Starbucks announces a plan to renovate 12,000 stores with a dedicated breastfeeding space. This results in a three. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> this results in a three point seven percent drop in stock valuation. No one wants to invest in boobies. I'll tell you what. Everyone likes looking at them. No one wants to put down a dime for them. I'm saying. It's just scheduled maintenance that we need, guys. Like we <laughs> just things that we need. If you have boobs and if you reproduce, just like. Just pay for it. Yeah, you know, it's... <laughs> all right, all right, what's the next one? <laughs> next one. 
AT&T, in a bid to reach the Nashville metropolitan area with a new promotional offer, inadvertently mailed all 150,000 advertisement flyers to the same dummy address, which turned out to actually be one guy's home address. Okay. So all their promotional flyers meant to be sent everywhere, same dummy address. It's an actual guy's address. (laughs) Number three, a giant snowball fight that is planned at Six Flags in Georgia, which they were pumping in fake snow for, was canceled when actual snow started falling in Georgia. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so recap. Starbucks wants to make a breastfeeding station. Renovate 12,000 stores with dedicated breastfeeding spaces. 3.7% drop in stock valuation. Number two, AT&T, trying to reach the Nashville metropolitan area with a new promotional offer, mailed all 150,000 flyers to the same address, which turned out to be an actual guy's address. Mm-hmm. Number three, planned snowball fight at Six Flags in Georgia, at which they were pumping in a bunch of fake snow, is canceled when actual snow falls in Georgia. Okay. I'm going to go with number three being the real one because I want it to be true and because it fits the stereotypical idea I have in my head of Southerners, how Southerners react to snow. Okay. In inclement weather. Final answer. That's that's my final answer. You are correct. Yes! (laughs) I wanted that to be true. That's, yeah, good eye on that one. Um, I, I also had heard of like people in Texas having snow, so I figured it was feasible that Georgia might have gotten some snow. This actually happened recently. Forget the name of the town that the Six Flags is located in. They had all this fake snow they were creating. They were going to have a giant snowball fight as a novelty. And when it actually started snowing, I just love they it. freaked out and they canceled the event. The park just, was closed for the event. I love it. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny because, yeah, you do hear about this. In like places where they don't get snow, if they get some flakes, it's like no one knows what to do. My brothers lived in Kansas for a little while. Yeah. And it was the same in, like, it's the same in Kansas. The second they got a little bit of snow... It's not even particularly warm or, like, southern there, but they get less than we get here. So mm-hmm. as soon as it would happen, it was, like, a big deal. Yeah. People would freak out. And, like, schools would be closed immediately. Yeah. And they grew up in northeast Ohio, obviously, so they're like, what? <laughs> the thing is, I can understand in places where there's, like, maybe dirt roads everywhere <clears throat> yeah. or something like that. But I have a much harder time imagining everything shutting down for a few flakes just because people aren't used to it. Dude. Because it has to get dude, pretty bad before. We are used to it here. <clears throat> yeah, but and it's not that bad. people freak out when it snows. Like, earlier today. So yeah. it, was on a, my, it was a little slippy this morning. On my way home from my appointment, mm-hmm. it was getting a little bad because the snow was coming down pretty heavily. Yeah. And I was getting a little worried. I was driving a little more cautiously. But on my way to my appointment, Mm -hmm. it wasn't really snowing. It was cold. It had snowed a little bit earlier in the day. Roads were maybe a little bit slick, but it wasn't bad. And no one was going the speed limit. (laughs) I know. know. Like, 
It was bizarre. I'm like, it's just cold, guys. It's it's like amnesia. Like everyone just kind of comes out of the same. Oh, what happened? We and they forget. Look around and, you know, we forget it happens every year. And I feel like it's self preservation because yeah. Ohio is awful in the winter time. It's it can just be. gloomy. Yeah. And it sucks. And everyone has seasonal affective disorder and it's just horrible we all hate our lives we get about four and a half days of sunshine a year so as soon as we start getting more sun we all just black out yeah exactly part of the year that we hate it's like winter never happened yeah and then it happens again and we're like oh fuck (laughs) oh shit now what i do Uh, the same i I am not just like an observer of yeah. this. I do the same thing. Not just a what? <laughs> <laughs> I like bit my tongue on that word. <laughs> I heard observer. Observer. I apologize. I neither. I am not just an observer. I don't know why that is put, so funny. Put a real ritzy twist on that. <laughs> Just an observer. <laughs> Big yeah. Um, <laughs> not just an observer yeah, of this. Sure. Now I don't even remember where I was going. You're with saying that. you oh. also do the same kind of thing. Yeah, I push back having to wear a winter coat for as long as I can. Oh yeah. Because like I, I'm five and I hate wearing a coat. <laughs> Me too. I'm like yeah. Every I don't year. Wanna. Every year, and I'm just like, no, it's not winter if I don't have to wear a coat. Yep. <laughs> Oh my god! I did that for so long last winter. It was like full on snowing. I didn't have a coat, and I'm outside smoking, shivering. My nipples are blasting out of my shirt. I'm going. It's fine. It's fine. This is fine. <laughs> Every year, what eventually happens is I'm about to walk out the door. I live with my mom. I'm about to walk out the door, and my mom goes, "You really need a coat because I'm five. <laughs> yeah, right. And I go. Is it really that cold? And she goes, it's like 30 degrees. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, 30 ain't bad enough for me. And oh, really man. honest to God isn't. I will, I will push it off even farther than that. I can deal with, definitely deal with 60 without a coat. Mm-hmm. I can usually deal with 50 without a coat. But then anything lower than that, I usually give in and wear a jacket at least, if not a coat. I keep I picturing the kid it. from a Christmas story who can't put his arms down. I know. <laughs> it's like all bundled up and can't put his arms down. Yeah. You know, I've lived a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And every single place, I can't escape this fucking weather. Like, why won't I just move to a place that isn't horrible? Seriously. I lived in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I lived in Chicago. Yeah. Both places noted for having the same kind of extremes in weather that we have here. All three places I have heard varying people say the trite expression, don't like the weather, just wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah, right. Honestly, sometimes I think somewhere way down the line, I feel like I have a future in Texas. Mm. Having been there, it I is would like actually visit, pretty nice. I would like to visit. I don't know if my soul could sustain itself there. You know what? Honestly, it was not what I thought it was going to be. I really, I expected, I don't know what I expected. I expected everyone to be waving guns around like Yosemite <laughs> Sam. I had and a, they definitely all have guns. You just don't see them. I had and a conversation fine. with someone recently who wasn't basically... 
stated that she wasn't comfortable with people knowing that she was an atheist because she lives in Texas. Like, she wasn't comfortable with people around her knowing she's an atheist. She felt it was something she really had to keep mum and choose very carefully who she talked to about it. Mm -hmm. And... As well, an Texas, atheist, Texas is like everywhere else. There's big patches of Ohio I wouldn't want to talk about it either. Like like that place you went <laughs> in yeah. Cincinnati? Yeah, like that flea market in Cincinnati where I the guy thought I was a ghost when I told him, well, I don't really believe in God, so I'm, I'm not yeah, really Yeah, he was sure afraid to shake your hand like he was going to catch he your atheism. He pulled his hand back like, oh. That's so funny. He was almost tempted. Like, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. Like, if he touched my hand, he was going to like go change his party and i don't know try to kiss me i don't know what he <laughs> think was gonna happen yeah you destroyed him um you know your leftism just rubbed yeah, off on my, him. yeah it's like ooze or something it's like that time i told that jehovah's witness i was an atheist she took it really well though yeah she did it was it's a good story i really enjoyed it i was it's oh was always when i'm getting up to go to work in the morning and they show up at the door, and I'm, like, always in a rush because I don't have my shit together ever. <laughs> Again, so, five-year-old. Yes. I just keep in mind I'm five and also 90 at the same time. Keep those thoughts in mind, and you have me. It works. You don't need any further description. This theory checks out. Yep. So I'm getting ready for work, and someone knocks on the door. I answer. And they go through their spiel, and, like, in my head, I'm like, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. And their question was, um, they, of course, they have their little pamphlet, their tract, and they say, oh, today we're discussing, you know, what, like, if you think the stories in the Bible, if you think the Bible is truth. Mm-hmm. And my response, which I always weigh heavily, I go, do I just want to be honest or do I want to, like, tiptoe yeah. around it? Do I want to be honest or friendly? Yeah. Which is an unfortunate question to have to ask yourself. Right. Like, I can be friendly and be honest about who I am. It just sucks that sometimes it feels like that's not so. Yeah. So I decided I was going to be polite, but I was going to be truthful. And I said, well, you know, I'm an atheist, And I was going to say more than that. Right. But she jumped in. Yeah. She kind of like was taken aback and went, oh, so no. (laughs) So no then. (laughs) And and I was like, yeah, I I think there are some good allegories, but no, I don't take them as, you know, being truth. Yeah. And they they were very nice and friendly about it. Like they they didn't act like I was evil or anything, but they... They just kind of laughed it off and were like, oh, okay, well, the the one who had jumped in, she was the more, like, verbal of the two. The other yeah. one was just kind of standing there. But yeah. before they left, the one who was more quiet was like, well, thank you for your time. And they were both very nice, and they walked away. And yeah. in my head, I was like, that was really easy. <laughs> they went away really quickly. <laughs> See, that was my experience with Jehovah's Witnesses. They were very nice. Yeah. And I was honest with them, and I told them, hey, honestly, I'm not kidding you. If you want to come by sometime and talk to me when I have free time, I will I will serve you coffee. But I don't really, I don't I don't believe that. Yeah. Are the, they allowed to drink coffee? I forget. Um, I know Mormons don't. I don't know yeah, about that's Jehovah's right. Witnesses. That's right. Um, they, it just surprised me because 
there's a reputation of being pushy. Yeah. But I feel like if you say you're an atheist, they don't want any of that. Because if you're an atheist, your mind is fully made up. It's when you are agnostic or you have some belief where they want to talk to you. Because it's easier to alter someone's... Yeah, move you laterally rather than change your mind completely. Yeah. So... Just tell them you're an atheist. Like, if you don't want to talk about it, just be like, eh, you know, I'm sorry, yeah. but I, I don't believe. They were super cool about it. They really were. Yeah. I, you know, I, whatever rap they get about bothering people or whatever, it was not my experience. They were very nice. It is startling to have someone, especially today, like now, we're not used to people coming to our doors and interrupting our day-to-day life. Oh, yeah. We don't have door-to-door salespeople as much as we used to. Yeah. So it's... You can't dismiss them with a swipe. It feels almost intrusive. <laughs> right. It's just a huge... It's an interruption that just feels foreign now. And I I have to admit, I don't like that. I don't want yeah. you coming up to my house and interrupting my day and whatever. Like, I'm not into that. But... Yeah. At the same time, if they're polite, it's like, if they go away easily, like, don't be pushy. Yeah. But, like, fine. Yeah, You You asked me what you wanted to ask me. I answered truthfully. We dealt with the interaction. It lasted a couple minutes, and we're done. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Don't be pushy. Yeah. And maybe they're really not as pushy as you hear. Because, again, we're two for two on some pretty nice Jehovah's Witnesses. But as I said, we are both atheists and very honest about that. I, I think if we were different people and had different beliefs, that might not be the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. <laughs> but we were going to talk about other things. I want to... I'm going to table mine. Okay. I want to just focus on the thing you wanted to talk about because we're moving along a little bit in time and... Okay. And I, I just kind of want to d- give your middle segment the full time it deserves. <laughs> All right. Yeah, All right. <laughs> so there is a short story that has kind of gone viral, I guess you could say. I've been hearing a lot of my friends talk about it. Okay. And finally decided while you were working on the news mm-hmm. um, that I was just going to read it because I've been hearing that I should read it. Okay. And so I decided to. It is called Cat People. It is in the New Yorker. Okay. Oh, okay. So when you say it's a story, it's, person? it's actually like an article that's been going around. No, it's it's a short story. Oh. It's oh. a short story from the New Yorker. So it is fiction. It's fiction. Okay, it's, okay. It's called... <clears throat> it's called Cat Person. Sorry. Cat Person. Um, and there's there's been a lot of things said about this short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been a little bit. Of, there's always controversy about anything that goes viral, you Dude, know. 2017. Give me a break. I know. <laughs> but it felt so. So the premise of this is just a very short story about someone forming a relationship with someone they meet just out in the wild, you know, in their day to day life, mm-hmm. meeting someone in person, and. How that relationship blossoms and fades. And it's a lot of... It's from the perspective of the female part of the relationship. It's a a male and female relationship. And the guy is older than the girl. 
And a lot of it is a lot of just like justifications and reasonings and her wanting to impress him and also wanting to tiptoe around his feelings and not hurt them and... It felt, She's, it's her perspective or his? Yes, it's written from hers. And again, he's older. He's older. And it it felt familiar in a way that I was upset that it felt familiar. Okay. Because it's something... I, th- I think a lot of people in general, and especially women, can identify with. And, and the woman in the story is 20 years old. So it it brought me back to being 20 years old okay. in a relationship with someone who was older than me. Because okay. that's where I was when I was that age. Yeah. And he wasn't very much older than me. Right. Um, in the story, the, the male character is like 34 and she's 20. So it's a significant difference. In yeah. my case, it wasn't that big of a difference. But there was a difference. Um. And that is driving me nuts. I know. Oh, my God. Just constant licking sounds. He's a cat. He's just grooming himself. He's a 90-pound cat. I don't think they could hear this, but it's just disgusting, slobbering sounds constantly while you try to form a thought. So Sorry Uh. for my long pauses. I just kept trying to form thoughts and hearing nothing but slurping sounds Uh. in my head. At least he wasn't licking his asshole this time. (laughs) That's a plus. Right now, he's just licking the couch. Dude, stop it. <laughs> he and looks, then he, he, he looks, looks so at sad. you like what would I do? Yeah, what I do? So anyway, it just it brought back some very similar feelings, yeah. and um, there's there's discussion of people not liking the fact that the character isn't attracted to the male character because of his size and you know physicality. I get. That that could be problematic, but here's the thing. Wait, it's a what? piece of fiction. It's people being like, it's fat shaming. What, so she's not attracted to she's... him because he's fat and that's somehow yeah. not okay for her? Right. It's a piece people of fiction. To, people get to be, first of all, people get to be attracted to whoever and second of all, it's fiction. Right. It's fiction. <laughs> Characters don't have to be perfect. This is something that annoys me a lot. Like, you have a piece of fiction and everyone's like... Well, this is problematic, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, because this problem exists in the fiction doesn't mean that the author is saying it's okay. They're saying this exists in this universe. It's that's one of like, my that's one of my pet peeves too. It's made me it, the 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 outright the outrage hive gets right. real mad when things are presented as they are and not as they should be. I'm a body positivity person. Sure. And I am a fat person. I identify as being a fat person. I don't think there's anything wrong with the word as long as you don't <clears throat> weaponize it against somebody else. Yeah, you know and what? try to make someone yeah. feel bad. I'm cool with calling myself fat. I wouldn't yeah. call someone fat unless they called themselves fat and then I'd be like, right. that's fine. But we wouldn't do it to be mean. You know, we wouldn't say, oh, that person's fat yeah. to be as an insult. Yeah. But I call myself fat because I am and <clears throat> I, I'm fine with that. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. And I am, I, I believe in doing what's best for you. And I believe in not having to explain why you are the way you are to strangers. Because they have no right to know that. I got a story for you later. But anyway, go on. <laughs> but I also believe in like fiction being fiction. And the universe that it's set in doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And if it is perfect, it's boring. There's got to be a point of contention. Yeah. In this universe, in this piece of fiction, she just 
isn't into him physically. Yeah. But she keeps convincing herself that she wants this. And then when she realizes she doesn't, she convinces herself, I can't go back now. I've already gone this far. That's depressing. Don't say too much about where it goes because I want to read this. It's very, it's a very short story. It's very concise. I can't say I enjoyed it because it's not a story you enjoy. Right. It's a, a story that resonates. It, it's a story that really hit me. Yeah, not everything's for entertainment exactly. Right. right. Um, I identified with it. Uh-huh. I It was like I remembered it. And, and it made me sad. Yeah. Because it's not a good thing to remember. It's not good to feel like that. It's not good to, like, justify so much of other people's shit. Yeah. Because you don't want to make someone unhappy. Yeah. It almost gave me anxiety because the, like, the things she did in the story, the justification she made, the... I don't want to give away too much so you can read it, but it, it just reminded me of these feelings of, like, well, what's this person going to do if I do this? It... You can't just let your guard down and be honest and be yourself around someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And feeling, then feeling like super happy when you make the quote unquote right choice in how you modified your behavior to accommodate theirs. Like that feeling of success. It's like I finally made made it square. Feel okay. I finally made it all square. And how fucked up that is. That is fucked up. Um. So, I suggest it. Oh, I'm gonna read. I I think anyone should give it a read. It's very short. I read it in the time that you were doing the news. I goofed around on my phone and I read that. Like probably about fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was maybe only like ten minutes of that time. Yeah. Like it's it's a very short read. Um, it was interesting. I think it's a good read. I think yeah. it's worth it. I think people ought to get used to the fact that when they read fiction, they're going to encounter a lot of ideas they don't agree with and people they don't like so much. And that doesn't mean they were victimized by this story. Hey guys, sometimes things might make you feel things. Yeah, sometimes stuff's bad. Suck it up. And. I don't know how else thing. to say that. Here's the thing, like, there is such a thing as being actually triggered by things. There, yeah. There is such a thing as that, and yeah, I've wanna, experienced I it. I don't want to say it's not. I, I, but I there's also a difference between just shutting yourself off completely and not wanting to read anything that is uncomfortable. Yeah. Or has differing viewpoints than yours. You don't grow as a person only talking to people who believe the exact same things you do. You don't grow as a person only reading things that don't have anything problematic in them. Like, you need to confront things. It does not make you better to avoid difficult things. Right. It's okay. It might not make you worse, but it doesn't make you better. It's okay for a fictional world to be flawed. Yeah. There needs to be a reason you're reading it. There needs to be yeah. points of contention. There needs to be something to overcome. Mm-hmm. And if it's a completely perfect world, yeah. that's boring. We do ourselves a huge disservice when we refuse to acknowledge that those things are real. 
Yeah. That bad things are real, that bad ideas exist, that people can be capable of a lot of good and a lot of evil. Like, anytime we walk away from these realities, we do ourselves a huge disservice. Yeah. And, and like, I struggle with it, too. There are things that I would really want. There are shows I really want to watch. I really want to like. But I I have a really hard time getting past my own shit. For example, Mad Men. It makes me so angry. Uh, I understand that it's a part of the show. I understand it's a part of the era. I accept all of that. But when I actually start watching it, I get so incredibly angry. I can't enjoy the show. I think it's a beautiful show. The trick with that show, too, though, is like, you, you, if you feel that way, just watch a little bit longer. Yeah, because the tides I, turn on that. You watch, you watch yeah, America change on that show, right? And I, I need to give it a chance. The thing is, if I watch it by myself, I get too angry. I have to watch it with you. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it with someone else, and usually you, because you can like calm me down (laughs) and force me to sit through it i can't force myself to do that i think i told you i talked to blaine at work about this about like you know chrissy really does not want to watch this show but i think that i because at the time i was like but she wants me to watch the handmaid's tale and those women are getting like raped all the time in that and that's pretty bad so i'm like i don't understand and he's like no beth was the same way his wife was the same way and he said she just kept watching then she just she just fell in love with it and the thing is, objectively, I like it. Yeah. And I know that it changes. And I I think, like I said, I think it's a beautiful show. It's beautifully filmed. Yeah. It just, it's a roadblock mm-hmm. for me. And I don't, I don't, for a second, I'm not like, well, it's flawed, it's this, and I don't like it because of that. It's just, it it's makes just me mad. genuine discomfort. It makes me mad yeah. because, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. It... It makes me witness things I've witnessed in my own life. Yeah. And I don't like. It just makes you think a little bit too closely about any dude that ever just invalidated you with a flick of the wrist. Right. So, and I really do want to watch Mad Men. I don't know how this became a discussion of how I want to, like, force myself to watch it. (laughs) Well, no, but it is a very similar thing. And also, it is okay to just not like things and have it not be your thing. It's fine to not like stuff without needing a reason. I really want to like. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I really enjoy that show, and I haven't even finished it. So, I don't know what that says. One day. Yeah. One day I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so. uh, it's bright time for us to take a little break here. A little breaky. little break, break. And a uh, <laughs> <burp, burp>. little <laughs> break, break. And when we come back. Are we back, getting pulled over? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We're just going to take a little break, <laughs> break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll have our main segment for this episode. So, woo. <laughs> Stick around. And we're back. And uh, we're back. We're back. Hey. Um, <laughs> that's so much less funny if you can't see what we're doing. <laughs> we're really going to start acting like we're doing like audio. Not. Nah. Nah, maybe This not. is Screw for it. us. 
Uh, we don't care about all the people listening. Speaking of audio, just brief mention of this, and I mentioned on the DudeCast last night, I am super excited for the very near future where we have we have brand new Audio-Technica AT2020 mics. The audio quality of this show is about to step up. We will basically, what this means is we're going to have good mics. Not that the one we're using right now isn't good, but we'll each have our yeah. own. Yeah. And we'll have a, faces. a mixing board and it'll help with a lot of the background noise. And there'll be a lot more mm-hmm. concise editing we can do to get yeah. background noise to a minimum yeah. and just sound a little more professional and nice. We'll be able to cut the gain down a lot. We won't get as much <laughs> echo. We won't get as much everything, all the extraneous sound, uh, which I'm super excited about. The, that should be coming in early January. Yay. But anyway, it is time to talk about the main segment for this episode. Dave? Yeah? Are you going to tell me a story? I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) Do you want to introduce this topic? Because you assigned it to me. I forgot what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really? I forget what it's called, but I know essentially what it is. It is the Grass Man. Yes. (laughs) Not the Scat Man. (laughs) The Grass Man. Uh, the grass man. Oh, I do want to quickly say I don't even know if they listen, but thank you to Katie yeah. because she gave us a suggestion when we were hanging out. That's right. That's where it came from. It was dinner. We yeah. were over uh, visiting our good friends Katie and Mike, and they we were talking about this podcast, and she suggested that we should look into the grass man or the grass man of Ohio, as he is sometimes known. Yes, it is in Ohio legend, like. Mm-hmm. Like, every place has their kind of legends and myths and... Yeah. You got your Jersey Devils. You got your Chupacabras. Your Loch Ness Monsters. Mm-hmm. And in Ohio, the Grassman. The Grassman. The Grassman is, of course, a variation on something a lot of people will be very familiar with. Um, so, I just want to... I want to say that the Grassman, in every discernible way... Is a variation on a Bigfoot creature. It's Bigfoots? It's Big Feets. It's got some Big Feets. So they say. Oh, I wanted to say my um, experience with the Grassman. Because I told you this when we were at Katie and Mike's. I forget. Um, when I was younger, we would occasionally go visit my grandma and grandpa, who kind of lived like... In a more rural area, kind of out of the way. That's right. And we didn't go there very often. But we kind of did that thing that kids do where you sort of imagine something outside the window following along with the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I I have older brothers. And so we would be in the car on our way or on our way home. And it, usually on the way home because it would be dark by yeah. that time we were going home. And my brother Randy would be like... Did you see that in the trees? There's something moving out there. And so that was, I don't know that we ever called it the grass man, but it was a Bigfoot in yeah. our imagination. Bigfoot was out there. So the, the grass man of Ohio was yeah. following us to and from our grandparents' house. Yeah, little did you know, such a legend was very much in existence, <laughs> in particular even by this time, you know, by the time you were younger. This was already a thing people were talking about. I actually think I remember my brother... Now that we're talking about it, I think I remember my brother talking about the grass man mm-hmm. maybe a year or two ago or something. 
so the first thing I noted, and I think this is really interesting, there's just a crazy number of Bigfoot-like creatures and legends around the world. Mm-hmm. I actually, I wanted to take, take a little dive in and see how many I could find. There's a bunch. Everywhere has their own kind of little tradition. Yeah. The the interesting ones that I found were, obviously, well, you have your obvious ones, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and Yeti. Uh, some other ones I found, and you might know some of these, might not. The Dewey Lake Monster, Japan's Hibagon, Russia's Mink, Arizona's Mongolon Monster, Sul Kalu, which is a Cherokee legend, the Mongolian Yaren, and the Australian Yowie. Mm-hmm. All different variations. There are a surprising number of Bigfoot-type creatures around the world. And I was actually... I know this isn't an exhaustive mm-hmm. list. I was amazed how many I just found on a quick glance. Um, I want to say, <clears throat> when I started researching into this, my thought with this is, you know... Basically, you know, why wouldn't this exist as a legend? It seems like such an obvious and easy one for people to create or, you know, it, it just seems like a natural legend. Because as long as there have been people that have scary wilderness around them or some kind of foreboding territory and the possibility of nearsightedness and a lot of distance between them and things, mm-hmm. it's really easy, I think, to mistake other people or other just you know animals or landforms as monsters of some kind it's also easy to let our imaginations get the better of us when you start to panic Mm -hmm. it's easy to interpret things as something they're not yeah but i said after all tish tosh because we have a totally unique and different and scarier creature because it lives in ohio yes Uh. (laughs) Ohio is different and unique and scary. Ohio has its own Bigfoot with its own set of sightings uh, and uh, enough notoriety that the Finding Bigfoot guys have actually been here to look for it. Aww. Which surprised me. They uh, came to find our Sam Squanch. They came to try and find our Sam Squanch. Aww. Uh, so apparently this this thing has enough mass that, you know, this legend has enough mass that people know about it. I'm I'm reminded of what's the show where the guy tries to find the legendary fish? What? <laughs> the show we were watching a lot of for a while where the are guy re- tries to catch like huge fish. Are you referring to River Monsters? Yes. In which he always gets his fish. Shout out Chris Brady. <laughs> yes. Because oftentimes it's like some legendary fish that like there's a lot of kind of like local mythos around yeah and that's the part of the show i really enjoyed of like him trying to deduce what it really was that yeah. people saw it's and cool. and that's what i like about like cryptids and about like these myths and legends it's like okay here's what here are all the stories what is it that we're probably experiencing yeah i love that that's why we do the show that's like that's what i I love what i love is that he's a fisherman named wade (laughs) (laughs) his name is jeremy wade he's the most dapper fisherman he really is he's got a badass (laughs) he's just a bad he's got like malaria yeah he like does the crazy i could not sing this guy's praises enough he's so fucking cool (laughs) everyone Um, should have a crush on him they should. They should. 
We both do, clearly. <laughs> yup. Um, so, I want to say before we start anymore, a little bit about the woods. Just a little okay. bit of talk about the woods. All you, right. You know this about me. I love driving. Yes. I love driving. I love big, adventurous drives. I love going through stretches of freeway that go through you know, forests and plains and get lost and all that. Um, and I have, on many drives before, had that experience of looking out at the the sort of the woods that I'm passing and wondering, has anyone like been in there in a while? Yeah, what's in there? What's in there? You know, because sometimes you go by these patches, especially like when everything's like the foliage is full, like in the you know, spring or summer, and you think like it's I can't even see more than like four feet into that. And what you know, if if someone wanted to hide in there, would I ever know? Would anyone yeah. ever know? Um, and, you know, obviously all this property is, is someone's property. It's not like it's all, like, uncharted terrain or whatever. But something about it always makes me want to stare into the woods and, like, imagine what's going on in there. <laughs> like, probably exactly what you expect. But, like, <laughs> I always wonder if I'm going to ever catch a glimpse of something off in the woods. I think Satanist. Satanist rituals. Mm. Yeah, sure, naturally. The occult. <clears throat> it's true. It's all true. Uh, but I always wonder, you know? It, I think it's like a natural thing to wonder about the woods. The woods, like, they are the... They they inspire some kind of mystery. There, yeah, there is... There's a mystery and a kind of magic about nature mm-hmm. and what's going on in the wild when we can't see it. Yeah. Just mystery is enough. Yeah. Just what's going on is enough to get the brain yeah. going. Especially, like, we're we're creative people and we like a good story. And mm-hmm. so, like, it's easy for us to get caught up in that yeah. and let our imaginations run wild a little bit. Yeah. Scare ourselves a little bit, maybe. Get a little spoop. You get a little bit spoopy. You can't <laughs> spoop my pants off. I'm not wearing pants. <laughs> I'm wearing the dress. Okay. Well, I'm, I am clothed. I <laughs> just lean dramatically into the microphone. I am clothed. Pervs. So don't get any ideas, you weirdos. Um, I always feel weird every time I say I'm not wearing pants because I feel. Should I mention gross. that I'm naked? Uh, I mean, you don't have to. I'm gonna mention I'm I'm naked. Uh-huh. Uh, have fun thinking about that, weirdos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on to the grass man of Ohio. Uh, the thing about Sasquatches and Yetis and, and Big Feets is that they are very frequently sighted in wooded areas, the bush, the mountains, <laughs> always areas that are not really frequented much by people. And there is an awful lot of that in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not mountains, but... Well, a lot of areas not really frequented mm-hmm. by a lot of people. Yes. Um, <laughs> something like a third of Ohio, when you look at it from the satellite map, cutting across from like somewhere in the bottom middle, up all the way clear, clear up to the northeast, is this really dark green, dense forest that you see on the satellite images. You know what mm. I mean? Like you can actually see the the pattern. It's part of the Appalachian plateau. The Appala- Appalachian plateau. Appalachian. Whatever. Uh, which is part of the reason you always hear about Ohio being referred to as part of Appalachia. Thank you. And uh, a lot of sightings of the grass man, the grass man, center around this. I'm a grass man. 
center in this area. A lot of them. Not all of them, interestingly enough, and I'm going to get to that. Um, there's a map that I was able to find provided by the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, which is, of course, a thing. Bless their souls. I love them so much. I'll get to it. <laughs> um, they, I, I just wrote, they are amazing. I will come back to them. Um, very surprisingly, these the Grassman sightings extend all the way up and into the Akron area. Hmm, where you work. Yes. Uh, the the Wikipedia entry for the Grassman actually cites him as being like familiar to the Cuyahoga Valley National Park area, just like north of Akron. Mm-hmm. Like the article on him puts him there. Can we hunt for the Grassman? Oh, can yeah. we can we go do that sometime? Oh yeah, totally. I really want to do that. I'm gonna walk in the woods. I can not give a shoot. <laughs> um, so the description of the grass man will sound familiar to you. Uh, basically, at least seven foot tall. Part grass, part man. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> big hairy, roaming around the woods, that sort of thing. Um, even within this region, there's multiple sightings that have their own names as well. And the one I want to talk about first is a sighting of what has been called the Minerva Monster. Ooh. Right? So basically the Grassman, but it got its name from a very specific sighting. My Aunt Minerva. Your Aunt Minerva. Right. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. Uh, Miner- <laughs> Minerva, Ohio is... <laughs> you all can't see the, the stern, scolding look Dave gave me over his glasses. Um, Minerva, Ohio is basically east of Canton. South of... God, I don't even... I don't remember exactly what it's directly south of. It's not that far away. It's kind of, like, on its way to us. Yeah, more or less. Um, The the Minerva monster was spotted in 1978 in a somewhat, what sounds like, kind of dramatic uh, uh, event. Like all of these incidents, there's no remaining evidence of the event. And this is, like, the thing that continues to bug me. But whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'll touch on it. But there's just no evidence that it actually happened outside just of the family if story. if you see a Bigfoot mm-hmm. and you have evidence, save that shit. Preserve that shit. There is a wrinkle, which I'll, I'll get to, I guess. Um, but basically, no evidence. Well, we'll get to it. There's a 54-minute documentary that someone made about this monster. Hmm. Which I thought was interesting. There's a, a series of videos called Small Town Monsters that someone has put together. And I believe released primarily on Vimeo. Um, I watched the trailer for the Minerva Monster. I didn't really I didn't really feel like I wanted to pay the $3 to rent it. But I was thinking about it. But the production kind of <laughs> suggested to me that maybe I would just skip this one. Um, there are, you know... In the in the small town monsters documentary, the the son of the family uh, that had uh, you know experienced this event speaks about it to the documentary crew. Right, this mm-hmm. is like 2015. They put this documentary out. Um, later in 2017, this last Halloween, he also spoke to the local Fox Eight station mm-hmm. uh, about this event. But he says that they're the first people he's talked to about this ever since it happened. Which bugged me, because the 2015 documentary, like, exists. 
So I thought it was a weird thing for him to say. Like, I know he would when, remember when talking to When did the event them. happen? The event happened in 78. The documentary happened in 2015. The interview okay. happened in 2017. So it wasn't like it happened in 2015 and he's lumping the documentary in with the event. No. It's like it happened far after. That was, like, curious to me. <clears throat> and it was my first sort of, like... I don't know about you so much. Not so fast. Not so buddy. not so not so fast, bud. Um I said uh, that's none of my business, no, you know, but, but that was my <laughs> that was my reaction. Uh in his retelling of the events, the incident occurred when he was a teenager, one of seven siblings. Their home was located in front of an old strip mine. <laughs> I thought you were going to say strip club. <laughs> nope. Uh, <laughs> and in August of 1978, they reported that something was throwing rocks at their home, and that in the way, the way it was phrased, I couldn't quite tell whether it happened just this time or on a separate occasion that it escalated to pounding on their windows. Right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, a neighbor got struck in the face by a rock hmm. on what was either the same or a separate occasion. <clears throat> they weren't very clear about this, um, and. At one point, this is the most baffling detail. This is the wrinkle for me. The family dog was terrorized by this monster. And it was it was a German shepherd. It dug a six-foot tunnel, according to him, to get away from it. And they found it in the tunnel with its neck broken. Ooh. It was, apparently, they never saw it again. The... Wait. The monster was never sighted Oh, they never again. saw the monster. No, the dog was... I thought you said no. they, they never saw the dog again. I no. was like, but they saw it with his neck broken. When did they expect to see it again? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the monster was never seen from again after this. After this incident. Okay. Uh, and there that's are... all it wanted. It's a break of dog's neck. <laughs> hey, you know, simple, simple needs. Yeah, accomplish its goal. Done. The thing that bothers me about this is that there are, to this day, like you know, like I said, they spoke to Fox Eight, and Fox Eight spoke to uh, former uh, police, you know, who were you know active at the time that this happened. Mm-hmm. Those people still believe the story. They still believe that the family witnessed something. witnessed something. But I am deeply troubled by the detail of like the dead dog. Yeah. Like I, I'm bothered by it because. That seems to be like some kind of remaining evidence that something was out there. And and the other thing is the police investigated it. The police didn't just like drop this. There was there was an investigation. They were out looking for things. There was like search at the time. And they didn't find anything. I mean, did they determine like did someone other than the family actually see the dog and go, Yeah, the dog's had its neck broken? Uh that that I didn't see. That I didn't see any evidence of. Because, like, the, those are... the This is the frustrating part of stories like this, is the things that could be verifiable. Yeah. And whether or not anyone has verified them. Yeah. And it's, like, good that the police took an incident seriously. Mm-hmm. But also, like, did he really? Because there are things you could have investigated and documented. And the fact that... I mean, maybe they have a report on it. Maybe someone did look into it, but... Right. That hasn't led through to the story. At this point, all I have that would that could illustrate that was the family's story. Yeah. That's it. That's it? That's it? Yeah, that's it. Huh. That's disappointing. So, anyway, that's the Minerva monster. 
Uh, oh, Minerva. Yeah, supposed, it's it's basically, it's a variation on the grass man. Their description mm-hmm. of the thing and even sketches of people dead, it's, you know, basically that. It's like a big, tall, vaguely ape-like, hairy sort of monster thing. Ape-armed, ape-legged. Ape, ape, <laughs> ox, ox-word. Oh, man, no one knows what we're talking about. That doesn't we matter. are quoting the drunk history. drunk history episode about Abe Lincoln. That was a good one. The one featuring Matt Besser. There's yeah. more than one Matt, Lincoln one. Matt Besser as one of the lawyers, yeah. right? He's the guy saying ape-armed, ape-legged, ox, <laughs> ox. And I forget the guy's name who's telling the story, but he Rich cannot. Fulcher. Yes, he cannot get the word awkward out to save his life. <laughs> Try to say awkward, go to ox, ox, ox word. If you don't know the concept of drunk history, it's drunk people retelling stories from history, and it's amazing. It's and you very good. Watch it. It's very good. It's entertaining and educational. Not always highly accurate, mm-hmm. but it's it's great. It's perfect. Uh, so I wanted to move on to, and the, the problem with this topic, to be just super direct about it, is like a lot of things like it, the only information you can find on it is from the people who really want to believe this is a thing. Yeah. It's it's the myths and legends. It's the yeah. same thing I came across when I was researching this boop light. Yes. It's like, I felt okay... Using a source that was clearly, like, maybe not the most objective source, because the research is really telling the story about it. And knowing that it's a story, and knowing that we, you know, might have discovered some truth about it, but Mm -hmm. the the beauty in it is all the theories and and what people really believe. The other thing is that because we're looking at the stories that are localized to Ohio, there's an increasingly smaller, like, sort of focus on it. So it's even harder to find some real information. But this is where I turn to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Oh, do okay. Who I have decided I just love. Let's be their friends. Yeah. Uh, it's they, probably uh, one guy. <laughs> nope. Really? Yeah. I don't know how many members they have, but they have meetings and like oh, a yearly go. convention. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go. That'd be, I mean, I would totally love to I'd infiltrate be so this. I'd uncomfortable. I'd be all about, I would totally do this. I'd be uncomfortable, but I would love it. Yeah, I would be the Fox Mulder I want to believe guy. Because honestly, before, I'll just cut to the chase here. This is something I so want to believe. And I do not. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I really like cryptids. I really like, they're fascinating. Yeah. And the fact that there are so many similar stories all over the place really just, like, yeah. It just just makes it even better. Like, right. It's it's like even though there's no actual evidence that ever points to this being a real thing, all of people's stories, which of course are at least in some part built on other people's stories, just the number of them makes you go, yeah, yeah, a lot of people, come on, let it be a thing. I forget the name of the show, but there used to be <clears throat> a real bad show that was about like, researching these cryptids they'd go to all these locations and like try to find the cryptid in the area it was almost like a ghost hunter show like yeah, or like an was, ancient aliens but yeah for very much the same tone yeah and they never found it obviously <laughs> yeah. they never found one but by contrast jeremy wade every episode 
gets his gets fish. His fish. Um, <laughs> Mr. Brady. Um, no, it it was such a bad show, but I loved every second of it. I no, I love that. I love every second of it. I will kind of watch that junk. Yeah. All day. I try really hard not Every to. Every day. Oh, because I know just, there's better stuff to be filling my time with. But I man, know I it's love junk it. food, but it's exactly. junk food I love. <laughs> so, Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization has been around since 1995. They refer to themselves as the only scientific research organization exploring the Bigfoot Sasquatch mystery. And I thought that seems like a really big claim, but you know, I could I could see it. Oh, that's like, that's a dig. I, oh, yeah, I could see it until I discovered the North America Bigfoot <laughs> Search, which are the only organization in the world with full-time professional researchers that respond and investigate Bigfoot sightings and incidents. I think the what phrasing of the other one is definitely a dig. The only scientific. Yes. They listen to these again. The only scientific research organization exploring the Bigfoot Sasquatch mystery versus the only organization in the world with a full-time professional researchers that respond and investigate Bigfoot sightings and incidents. I'm smelling a rivalry. There is a rivalry. There's some bad blood here. I I, I thought to myself, I wrote, I guess these both could be true, but I I took a lot of joy in looking at the ways they kind of try to be like, no, but we're the real Bigfoot people. Yeah. We're the real ones. We're the ones that are doing it right. We're not a bunch of amateurs over there running around in the woods like dummies. We have scientists. I love infighting. Yeah. In something that's such a niche group. Yes. I love it. I did not expect a Bigfoot rivalry. I love it. I I loved when I was listening to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, Mm -hmm. and they were doing their episodes on, like, aliens and stuff and going to conferences, and... Talking about like all the infighting and all the different like factions yeah. of people, and the same thing happened when they did their like research on flat earthers, the, yeah. like subgroups there. It's any that group. makes me so happy. Any group has <laughs> factions. It's amazing, like what people who can people who can agree to agree that Bigfoot is real, but can't agree about the right way to go about finding Bigfoot. Yep, I just love it. Um, but anyway, their website and their sightings list, their <laughs> stories list, all the people's reports is broken down by state and county of state. Hmm. So I thought it'd be really fun to have a look at some sightings in places that are familiar to us. All right. Uh, for what it's worth to eyeball it, I thought it looked like at least 75% of Ohio counties have at least one sighting on the board. Hmm. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Some of the higher rankers uh, on the list are Stark and Summit County. Okay. Portage County. Those Gu- are familiar. Guernsey County. Never heard of that one. And Columbiana, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. That's the, close to us. Yeah. Uh, the most is Portage County with 19 reports on their website. Uh, and they classify these reports by class A through C. So... Their classification system is fun to me. A is supposed to be clear sightings, strong evidence of a of a Bigfoot type creature, right? Mm-hmm. But then they also say that a good footprint would be class A because its evidence is very difficult to be misinterpreted and can be considered confidently. I 
wrote whatever. <laughs> you know, like of, of even if you have a very good footprint, that doesn't mean a it's an actual fake foot. That. Yeah. yeah, right. Like it, you, you can't call that top-notch class A report if it's evidence. If if you're not going to consider whether the evidence is like its its evidentiary value is. Give me enough time and materials, and I can make a Bigfoot impression. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was—I thought that was kind of funny because it's giving yourself a little too much leash. That yeah. should be like down there, not Class A. Right. Class A should be like I got video of a thing. Right. And then Class and you B can clearly should... see what it is. Yeah. And it's not too much shaky cam. And then Class B should be I got a footprint of a thing. And people who know footprints were like, this couldn't have been any of these other things. Yes. And then class C should be like, I saw it. You know? But anyway. <laughs> class A, I, was, I wasn't I was impressed. Class A uh, is that. And then class B is less credible claims, like no clear sight, no clear, you know, like artifact or impression or anything. And class C is basically undocumentable hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> Which drove me nuts. I love it. It's like, I'm not kidding. Class C is someone told someone and they told me that well, there was a Well, my friend foot. Betty Joe said that her <laughs> uncle Jim yeah. saw a thing in the woods and it was not human. It's super removed from <laughs> like any kind of actually whatever. It just I drove me People in Ohio don't talk like that. I, I wrote I would argue that B and C are not useful reports in any way, but whatever. I'm just gonna roll with them. <laughs> right? So Defiance County uh, has two. Aw. Interestingly enough. Um Defiance is where I went to college. Mm-hmm. Where where uh, many good friends reside. Yes, my my best friends Adam and Brittany still live there mm-hmm. and uh, among many other friends. So I thought I would put in here the class A report from Defiance County. There's a class A there report. There is a class A Oh, Defiance, you don't disappoint. Mhm. Uh this is in 1998. Defiance, Ohio, along the Auglaize River. Auglaize River. So a man is going up river in a small boat, and he catches a glimpse of a small, as in like three or four foot small, Bigfoot-like creature. Uh, he watches it walk up a log and disappear over a pile of trees. This is actually like documented in a police report later. Uh, he looks over and sees a nearby deer that is also just frozen there like it was also looking in that direction and just kind of frozen and he says to it you see that and a moment later he hears what he describes as a scream that could curdle milk huge terrifying (laughs) right terrifying scream and he and the deer got right the fuck out of there (laughs) (laughs) nope the fuck out yeah uh but that's considered class a You see my problem Like a, just a first person story? <laughs> yeah, one guy's sighting is considered class A to them. And to give them some credit, that's about the best they got to go with. Yeah. So sure, right now I that's mean, class I mean, I would a. call that class B at best. Yeah. Well, because what's... it's one person's story, it's not verifiable. The deer doesn't count. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. The deer is not a collaborating witness. <laughs> 
you see We've that? We've tracked down the deer. He still looked terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he says he continued to see this thing more than once over that summer. So he'd be hiding or like sitting somewhere like kind of, <laughs> yeah. He'd just be like in not in plain sight. He's not like. I hate to think he's, he's just he's hiding like El- all he's, around. He's not like Elmer flooding around the I'm woods. I'm imagining him not even like in the woods, but just like in defiance the town. Just like in the downtown area, just like peering around buildings. Someone waiting, opens a mailbox and he's Bigfoot. in there. <laughs> I love um, it. There's a montage in my head now. So he, he says he saw it multiple times, and he would see it watching him. But after a few months in 1998 where this happened, he never saw it again. Did they mention this man's name? They did not mention his name. Um, however, there was a follow-up by the state police, apparently. The police in their... Oh, Ohio State Police. Yeah, right. There was a follow-up. There's I there, I had no way to verify this. It was just written in there as if I was just supposed to accept it. There was no citation or anything like that. Okay. But it said that the the scream was described by the witness as loud and long and in excess of anything a person could make. But I thought in reading that that seemed, it seems like a lot of things can sound like a scream. I've heard power tool noises that sounded like a shrieking noise. And. I've I've heard, you know, cats that sound like babies wailing, you know, yeah. like you Yeah. You can mistake a lot of things for other things. That was especially the, if you're just not expecting it. That was the main you know, sort of note from the police report. Um but yeah, that was that's that incident. Again, hmm. not that much in the way of documentation, but that's the one from Defiance. Interesting. Defiance peeps, if you've heard this story or no details, oh, or yeah. uh, witnessed anything it. yourself, please if tell you, me, because I want to know. If you know the guy in town who tells everyone he saw Bigfoot, yeah, I would so love to talk to that guy. Yeah. And also, like, let's go hunt some Bigfoots next time I'm in town. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting the real itch to go hunting Bigfoots. I want to go hunt some Bigfoots. Mostly, I just want to walk around the woods and scare myself a little bit. but <laughs> And maybe eat some s'mores. Well, that's cool. I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, Columbiana County has 12. Oh, my God. Yep. So, Columbiana County is really close to us. It is. It's to our southeast, uh, more or less. Or is yeah. it just... It's basically southeast. Our friends just got married in Columbiana. That's right. That's Das Dutch House. Das Dutch House. Inn and Restaurant. The jewel of Columbiana, as I referred to it, in a very, very high praise google maps report <laughs> if you as you referred to it yes <laughs> i referred to it as the jewel of oh, columbia god. <laughs> oh god yeah because i'm a um, pretentious ass you like are a pretentious i just want people to go to the dutch house i don't ever want it to go away i don't either i really need it we should go there sometime you know what it's good elderberry pies Mm-hmm. Delicious, tiny, little, personal elderberry pies. Just a pie just for me. Just a pie for me. It's a pie, but for, for me. my size, for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. It's adorable. I can devour it in one sitting and feel okay. It's a just my size pie. It's a just my size. <laughs> I don't know why that's tickling me it's so much. It's not overwhelming to my tiny hands. <laughs> I could pick it up and eat it in delicate little bites. Like a little mouse lady. (laughs) It's like like I'm at a little tea party. It's just right size for my dolls. (laughs) 
what in the fuck is happening with this episode? I don't know. It's getting, it's a little weird. It's real weird. I'm all it's right okay. with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, the most interesting of the reports that I read, and they weren't they weren't all class A, but this one I thought was kind of interesting. They weren't all class A. Not all class A. <laughs> uh, in October 2015. So not very long ago. Yeah, a couple years ago. A mother and her daughter are driving on State Route 62 from Salem mm-hmm. when the, the woman who's, she's driving and she sees a brown leg and foot come into her field of view, like from the left. Ooh. And she she doesn't know exactly what she thinks it is, but she stopped. She comes to a stop at a stop sign. Uh, it comes walking in and the description is pretty stark. She says it was an eight foot tall Thing covered in long brown thin fur which I thought was interesting no one ever mentions the thickness or thinness of the fur really like it's like it kind of makes me think it's like scraggly more like hair texture than like a thick yeah. fur texture yeah more like maybe like something like human hair where it can be kind of like thinner and wispier yeah um and she said it was taller than the stop sign that it was passing and in two two steps, it crossed the road, and it went off into the woods right next to a home uh, by the, that home's driveway, and disappears. And in her account, her daughter is in the car with her, and she's in shock, and immediately is calling her sister, screaming that they just saw a Bigfoot. Mm. So that's her report. Okay. The story, this impressed me, was followed up on by a Bigfoot field research organization member. Mm-hmm. Who actually went to the site that it happened? Um, someone from Ohio, I forget where in Ohio, and believe this woman is actually an author as well. Okay. Um, like a like a fiction author from Ohio. Hush, hush, pup. Um, <laughs> no, I'm on hush puppies. Oh, rats, what do they do? Um, she was skeptical when she arrived, apparently, because there was no stop sign there where ah. the woman claimed that there would be. However, she was able to contact the Salem BMV, and they put her in touch with the right people, and apparently the year or two ago that this had happened, there was a stop sign there at the time, Okay. and they assured her that the regulation height for stop signs is seven feet, Hmm. which means if the thing, if the woman did indeed see it taller than the stop sign, that, that eight feet would not be a stretch. Yeah. Uh... I wrote, assuming all this research actually happened in earnest, it's kind of interesting. It's kind yeah. of compelling. Someone actually came out after an event and looked around. It's. I think that's cool. I think it's cool that they have anyone to do this. Yeah. You know? I like it. Doesn't make it that much more likely to me, but I thought it was cool. Um, like we said, this is one that we really want to believe. I know. I really we want to believe these stories so bad. I have saved this one for last. Mahoning County. Aww. Our county. Our county has six reports. Oh, that's pretty impressive. That's way more than I expected. Yeah. Um, I, when so, I, I mean, when I think of Mahoning County, I, there obviously are some kind of rural areas, but it's mostly like city and suburb. Yeah. So it is a little bit surprising, but we also do have quite a bit, or if not all, of um, Mill Creek uh-huh. Metro Parks, which is a very large park, lots of wooded areas, mm-hmm. 
pretty expansive. The stories that I looked into, I did not read them all. I And I leafed through most of them. Mm-hmm. And many of them centered around Lake Milton. Okay. Which is interesting. And it's a wooded area all yeah. around there. So it seemed interesting. Like, you know, like if you're going to have a story, that's like a plausible place for it to happen. Let's go to that winery that's right off Lake Milton and yeah. uh, scope out some Bigfoots. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I wonder if they've been terrorized by Bigfeets yet. We should ask them. We should really call them. And also pet their dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good dog. Yeah, there there is a dog there at the winery. What's that winery's name? We should say it. Uh, um, Mirden. That's it. Dragon. <laughs> I don't know. Dragon. Dragon Blood Winery. Mirden. Mirden yeah, Winery. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, it's really nice. I suggest people go there. It was Quaint super cool, place. except for all the misleading signs from their angry neighbors being like, "You can't yes. come in here." <clears throat> yes. So the story behind this winery is that it is in like a neighborhood, yeah. and it's right on Lake Milton. Yeah. And when they decided to put the winery there, it looks like it's in like an old renovated house, you know. When they decided to put the winery there, they had to get approval, like zoning approval. So they did everything the right way and everything got approved. But then once it got approved, their neighbors were not happy about a winery going in. I guess they had it in their head that it was going to be like raucous. And I, I get it. You live yeah. kind of out of the way. You live off the lake. You live in your own neighborhood. You don't want strangers coming in and out all the time, potentially, like, being drunk or whatever. Sure. I understand the concern there. You want a bunch but, of drunk people about 40 feet from where your kids play, right. maybe. I and don't know. And this is also not, like, a raucous place, though. It's a very quiet, Super quiet. mellow place. They don't even really have music playing, I No. Um... But, I mean, they might have events where it's more, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. I don't know if you guys heard that, but the dog just burped oh so loud. Oh, my God. After 20 minutes of oh. aggravated <laughs> butthole licking, oh. he just made the grossest burp. Ugh, he oh. does not even look ashamed. my God. Ugh, I'm so disturbed Someone right save now. me oh from God. this animal. Oh, God. It's so <laughs> gross. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> that totally threw me off filter. Yeah. Um, so when you go to this place, there's just... <laughs> Dave is so upset. <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> when you go to this winery, there are very misleading signs that try to like steer you away from the winery yeah. and, and turn you around so you just don't go. We went um, and got turned around. We did. Yeah. And then like... If you go the the other way, because they're trying to get you to go the other way, there are also scary signs that are like, you're now trespassing. And you're yeah. like, where do I go? Yeah. Oh, um, God, I hated that part. But of yes, if there. you can get past that and persevere, it's a very nice winery. Um, yeah. There's places to sit at the winery, like right off the lake. You can walk down to the lake. Yeah. And they, they have nice food. And it's a, a really mellow yeah. environment with good wine. Nice. Um, and I bet we could spot some Bigfoots. The dog just fell off the couch. I think he, yeah, just wiped out. You okay there? Okay. We get back on track here. <laughs> we have six class, or we have six reports in Mahoning County. Mm-hmm. Not all class A. Many of them center around Lake Milton. Mm-hmm. The best of these I tried to pick out here. This is, like I said, a class A report. It is from the summer of 1972. Lake Milton Marina. The user who entered this in, 
names himself as John D. And he reports in extensive, detailed, an absolute overkill of information. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stress how much extraneous and, and somewhat creepy information is a part of this report. That, and I'm, I'm going to just jump in, he's sleeping on the deck of a boat in the marina with his neighbor, Mr. R. Don't ask. And he wakes to hear and see. Wait, did he say don't ask? Or I'm saying say don't, don't ask. ask. Okay. He's like a kid at this point, like a teenager. Well, Mr. R. needs him to stay in the boat with him to see who's been vandalizing the boats of the marina. Don't I like that. find that super weird. Don't like that. He spends a long time trying to explain that his how neighbor has weird. a healthy interest in, in, in <laughs> back then. How I feel like he spent way too much time trying to be like Mister Mister R wasn't trying to bang me. <laughs> like it's a long preamble of back in those days and this was and, normal. And he really, he was a, such a good neighbor, and and we were so okay. close. All I, right. and I'm just like, all, oh, right, all right, cool, dude. Whatever you gotta. Okay. And he says he wakes up in the middle of the night. They're sleeping on the deck of this boat. Mm-hmm. There is a axe in between them. Okay. <laughs> I'm an axe man. He's an axe man. And he wakes up in the middle of the night and hears and then later sees a large figure has knocked over a trash can and is rustling around and making a bunch of noise in between where they are in the boat and the bait shop nearby. Mm-hmm. He says, actually, and I didn't write this down. This he said something. Of, he he had passed the trash cans earlier that day, so he knew exactly how disgusting they smelled. And he watched the whatever it was reach in and pull out a plate and start licking off of the plate. Ugh, and that that, chills. that detail like is so gross to me. Yeah, um, I just could, could not stand thinking about that. Ugh. Um. But here's a note. He's looking at it through a plastic screen. Mm-hmm. So he says he can't quite see exactly what he's looking at. But then he says that the defining features of this are not like a person. He says there's no distinction in the dark sort of between, you know, like body and clothing. Can't see a difference between like areas of the thing. It's just a very dark shadowy shape. Okay. And he says that. There's no, you know, obvious hair on the head or anything like that. And furthermore, it has an unbroken curved back line clear down to its round buttocks. I just thought that was a fun detail. <laughs> and nice round buttocks. Nice round buttocks. And no and no pant line or anything, you know, yeah. like just a curved the back. What kind of buttocks you get from taking nice, long, wide steps through the woods all day? You're, you're going to get thick. You're basically just lunging around. You're going to get downright thick. In a thick, round booty. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doing squats with trees. <laughs> so that's, that's the majority of his description. I wrote, I know this story is bullshit. I know it is bullshit. (laughs) The reason I know it's bullshit, among other things, is at some point he starts quoting Mr. R in Mr. R's responses to him about what they had seen. Mm -hmm. And he says, and he writes this out phonetically, like the way you see people write people's, like, speech patterns looking like how they sound, you know. I I don't know what you think you saw, but I didn't see nothing tall. Just a shadow ducking into the bushes. And I ain't about to go spreading some wild tail on account of it. That's Mr. R. 
Okay. I, it's just a shadda. Just a shadda. He spells it S-H-A-D-D-U-H. I don't know anyone who talks like that around here. First of all, no one talks like that around here. But second of all, it's way too carefully crafted. He's writing yeah. not an account He's of what happened. He's telling a story. He's telling a story. I know this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I know this is big, fat, screaming it's a good bullshit. Story. It's a great story. But it's a story. <laughs> it's also real weird. A little if, weird. If you're like 17 and your neighbor wants you to go out and sleep on the deck of his boat with him for maybe, reasons. Maybe politely decline. At least tell your parents, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't, just don't do that. So, the conclusion of this whole thing. I titled this conclusion, Is There Anything to Make from This? Um, and I wrote that the Bigfoot story is really compelling on some, like, really basic human level. Um, the idea of something that's not quite human and gigantic that, like, always escapes us or, like, evades any, any... any capture, video capture, evidence, it's intrinsically interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also it's also compelling because it's at, no, at odds with the notion that we have, that we have somehow already mapped out the entire world. We know all the creatures on Earth and where they live, and we definitely would know if they were in our backyard. We would know, right? We would definitely know. That's maybe not exactly the case. <laughs> But yeah. we like to think that we know what's and We discover everywhere. new species of yes, stuff all the time. But, but the fact that of... they're so big yeah. does make it unlikely. I mean, they, they would leave evidence of their existence, most yeah. likely. Even if you don't necessarily see them, they would leave evidence of their existence. And... If they live this long, I mean, they probably have a way of procreating, which means yeah. there are more than one of them. Yeah. There's, you know, it, it's sexes, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, ability to procreate. They're most likely mammals, so probably yeah. male and female. And they do it like and they do on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> you and me, baby. <laughs> Ain't nothing but mammals. I used to know the dance to that song. Oh, man. It was a different time. I did that dance in seventh grade science class at the end of the year. We weren't doing anything else. Oh, man. I'm inappropriate. Getting older. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, it's like the, the part of me that just, like, wants this stuff to be true with, yeah. like, reckless. Just, just boundless optimism. Like, yeah. Is like no, oh, it, it, it could happen. I could see it, but the other part of me, the more logical part of me, is like, but there would probably be actual evidence of these things. Like we would, sure, there could be things that exist that we don't know exist. Yeah. But if we can find new species of like really tiny insects and snakes and. All this stuff. If we discover the evidence of those existing, and yeah. we discover those, something bigger seems more likely it'd be easier to find the evidence. And the fact that it has been so elusive, and yeah. we can't pin down specific evidence, actual evidence that's not just, like, people's stories, yeah. makes me think that it's not. Yes. They're not real. I just, you know, I, I, I just. I want them to be. 
I think it's super. I think it's just compelling because we know the, that on um, we know we don't know as much as we think we know. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we 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 are aware that some stuff could be living among us we don't know about yet. Yeah. It's just a question of what and how big and how obvious. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why that this persists. It gets, it's in our, it really gets into our imagination. And I also think it taps into a thing that kept our species alive for this long. Mm-hmm. Is that dark imagination that keep, kept us safe from predators by seeing and anticipating monsters in the shadows, you know? Yeah. It's that kind of fear and paranoia and carefulness that kept us around. And, and I think that it expresses itself that way. Um. But I I wrote that said for all the stories of the Bigfoot and the Grassman and their counterparts around the world. Yes, there's no credible evidence of any kind. I do. I just find it fascinating that in every culture there is this concept. And why is it that it's such a common theme? Yeah. You know, I just, I find that stuff fascinating. I don't know the answer to that question. Mm -hmm. I just, I think think it's really interesting and I, and I wrote with regards to that evidence again who knows they might actually find something yeah. someday yeah i mean i'm not saying it's i think this is a weird argument or like a stance for me to kind of be floating but i don't think it's actually impossible i think it's super improbable well, it's the same way i feel about aliens yeah. it's like I don't necessarily believe any of the accounts I've heard thus far. Yeah. But I don't think it's, like, a total bullshit concept. Yeah, it's not completely it's in not, and of itself It's not, not out possible. of the realm of possibility. Yes. It's just I haven't seen compelling evidence yeah. to prove to me that it actually has happened. There have been actual sightings. Right. So, in conclusion, I wrote, I love the idea of the grass man. I love that something so mysterious as a footprint, oink, in Ohio. Uh, I love that it has mutated into its own kind of local legend, complete with people's explanations. Like, well, you know, Ohio's got a lot of grassland, and that's, of course, where the grass man comes from. It's because, mm. well, they can survive on grass, and we have lots of grass. And it's just <laughs> made its it's made its way into Ohio in, like, these weird little ways. Um I wrote, wanting to believe really isn't enough to make me believe, although I will definitely keep a closer eye out the side of the window on the freeway. Because you never know, right? Might get chased by that grass, man. You never know. So, that's it. He's following you home from Grandma's house. <laughs> followed us home from Grandma's house. <sighs> I kind of hope so. I I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Just like looking out the window being like, what's out there? It's just, it's just this, it's just this like, I think relatively universal compulsion of just like, what's going on in there, man? Yeah. It's the unknown. It's the unknown. And it's the part of us that likes to creep ourselves out and, and, and wants to explore and discover. It's curiosity. We don't know. Yeah. It's adventure. It's the best parts of being human. Yeah, right. I mean, I think it's a big reason we come up with some of these kind of ideas. Yeah. I mean, it's the reason I love creepypasta. Oh, my goodness. Creepypastas are the best. Yeah, I have a hard time reading some of those because sometimes they actually scare the shit out of me. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, it's just that part of you that, that 
is still a child and wants to believe in things and yeah. does believe in things and the part of you that wants to creep yourself out and just buy into magic and mystery and yeah. all that good stuff. It's irresistible. Yeah. So if you're in the woods, like right now, there's probably a grass band behind you. Also, like, I hope you you're listening with headphones on. Like, <laughs> you're going to scare them away, man. What are you doing out there, man? Go are you, home. Are you eating s'mores? You better be eating some s'mores. We're in the woods. Dude, Save me one. I'm all right with s'mores. I'm into it. I kind of like the the mountain pies, the hobo pies. I haven't ever had one. Oh, man. I want to get a mountain pie maker. You ever see them? Yeah. You just you crimp the bread in there. You yeah. butter it. And you crimp the bread. Fill it with pizza stuff. And then do that like nine times and pass out. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Now, well, don't eat nine pies, but, you know, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess this has been a little bit of a long episode. We've gone over an hour and a half. We really kind of bit off a lot here. We, we chatted a lot. Yeah. We, we liked this one. Yeah, this is a fun one. Yeah. Um. So. You know, it wasn't a bummer. No, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't a bummer. No one got, like, molested or killed or... No branded one, or branded. No one was tricked, conned, or deceived. Yeah, just ourselves. <laughs> just ourselves. Willfully. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe the cops that thought that that dog's neck was broke. I don't really know. That's a that's a big wrinkle for me. But anyways, <laughs> this has been our sixteenth episode of Goose Chase. I want to thank sweet uh, sixteen. I want to thank Katie for the suggestion. It was a really yes, cool topic you. to look into. Um, and if anyone else has suggestions, please yes. hit us up. Our email is goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. Which, which we go to in the outro anyway, so you'll 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 yeah. hear it again. But uh please send us suggestions because we really enjoy that kind of thing. We do. We get excited every time we get an email that's not spam. Yeah. If you have, <laughs> honestly anything that anything that uh you think warrants a little bit of investigation we will do the minimum amount of work. <laughs> <laughs> we will look at like the top five results on Google. <laughs> For you. For you. <laughs> uh, nah. It's uh, true. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to Goose Chase. We will see you Goose in another Chase. week with another episode, Christy's episode this time. Yeah. Uh, she's making a crazy hair sculpture in front of me. That's entrancing. <laughs> it's like troll hair. It really is. Uh, see you in another week for another episode. Thank you for listening. Thankies. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod. And our website is www.goosechasepodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. Want to go on a goose chase? Yes. <laughs>